is a place called the Fort Orange Club, the elite private club where lobbyists and lawmakers go to do business when they don't want the public to see what they're doing. It's where deals and decisions get made that affect all of us, and you don't have a voice there. We're going to go show them what's up. Hi, this is John Amidon, and I'm with Sherry Bauer, and today we're going to speak a little bit about music's role in protesting. Sherry was recently featured in a video by the Poor People's Campaign. She was singing to a policeman and a woman by the name of Julian Goldfield. Equality. If we want any difference, it's up to you. This was in the June 11th, the money trail action or the Ford R Orange action, depending on what you'd like to call it. So, Sherry, what can you tell me about that experience of singing to the policeman and Julian Oldfield? I can tell you it arose quite spontaneously. Julianne was waiting with a police officer who didn't want to handcuff her until the paddy wagon came along. So they were standing there having a conversation, and I heard the word corporations. I recalled an a cappella song that came out during the Occupy movement that was written by Rhiannon Giddens, and just sang the line outside after a really long day of singing and waiting and uh, I didn't know that Julianne and the officer would be so interested in listening to the song but they gave me their full attention and we talked about it afterwards and the conversation was a civil and a revelatory between the the trio so song ushered it in can you sing a little bit of that now I'll I'll sing that verse uh don't count on politicians to even up the score. Don't count on world leaders to manage anymore. Don't count on corporations to lend a helping hand. They've helped themselves enough, and now it's time to take a stand. That's one verse of five. Why is it so important to include song in protest? I learned a lot from the Poor People's Campaign because we met six times. There were a number of reasons. First, the fact that the protests went on from 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock until 5, 6, 6.30, 7. People's energy was really waning near the end. In fact, New York City bus began to pull out um, a couple hours before the protest was ended. So just to keep everyone's energy up, but... Uh, on another level, for the individual, it's an opportunity to say out loud the ideas that one agrees with, like a mantra. Not only to say it individually, but also sing it with a group of people. Your heartbeats are in sync, your breathing is in sync, the ideas are in sync, and it provides an incredible focus. Do you think it helps people with their fear and with um, giving them resilience and hope? No doubt. When you sing with numbers and sing 
same rhythm, same melody, same beat with other people. You hear the strength of numbers in sound. You're not just winging it alone in standing up to authority. You're with other people and you can hear it. And then a loop begins to happen where you get energized beyond the fear. So you recently moved to Troy from Chatham. Yes. And in Chatham, you, you led song circles. Can you tell me something about the song circles you were leading there? I taught singing to groups of teenagers, young children for over 15 years in Columbia County. But it was different after the national election in 2016. People didn't seem to know what had happened. And I saw some of the protests that were happening, especially in Columbia County outside of the elected House of Representative uh, John Faso of CD19. People began to protest outside of his office, but the singing was really weak and feeble. No one knew what to sing, and so they began to bring entertainers in. So I thought, this doesn't seem right. I mean, we need to strengthen our voice. It seems to be very clear at this point that we are broken and weak and feeble. So I started uh, song circles, invited anyone who wanted to come and sing on a Saturday for an hour to come warm up the voice, uh, learn some rounds, learn protest songs, learn to sing them in parts. And after about six months, we had we had a nice repertoire, and the I must say, singing outside of Faso's office got a lot better. Oh, wonderful! Recently, uh, not too long ago, you were in, in a workshop out at Arkport, New York, and some new verses of "Everybody Has a Right to Live" were created. Can you tell me something about that experience? So we met at a. Catholic Workers' House run by Peg Fink Gefell and Paul Fraser. Around song it was uh, two days where we focused on sharing songs, sharing song chants, and we decided to take on the task of writing extra verses to one of the popular Poor People's Campaign songs, Everybody's Got a Right to Live. Maybe we could just hear a little bit of that. It's pretty rowdy. We are here in Albany, feeling mighty mad about a living wage that we never had. Everybody's got a right to live. Everybody's got a right to live. And before this campaign fails, we'll all go down to jail. One of the things that impressed me about the Poor People's Campaign was the commitment to song and song leading and how well that was done. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Anyone who volunteered for the Poor People's Campaign had to fill out a uh, Google sheet about what they had to offer. And I was amazed to see that song leading was one of the boxes to check. So I checked it, and I got a call from a woman named Chantilly Mares, and she told me, uh, we don't want performance. We want genuine song leading in this movement, and we have some folks who are researching songs from the Poor People's Campaign in 1968. So I thought, wow, we have scholarship and a real commitment to community singing rather than entertaining. This, These are people who know what they're doing. 
she referred to the researchers as theomusicologists. So they picked a body of song, taught it during the live stream uh, from the national headquarters, and taught people how to song lead. Uh, Ana Hernandez was another song leader who came up to the capital, and she's done quite a bit of work on chants and other kinds of songs for all reasons of healing and protesting. She was the point person, so that was the structure. There was a point person and supporting song leaders who could lead the songs from the back of the line or stand up when the song leader's voice became hoarse. And I was really glad to see Anna there because I knew that like this was the real deal. There was a real commitment to participation above entertainment. That's great. How many of the poor people's protests did you attend in Albany? I was at five of the six. And how many did you lead songs in? I found out what my role was when I realized they had filled all the point person positions. As I said, people bust in from New York City, had to return in the evening. I say the bus left around four o'clock, but there were a couple of hours to go. And I pitched in uh, those last remaining hours. One of my favorite moments in those last remaining hours was the last protest where we were marching down the million dollar staircase from the top floor down to the basement where the troopers were booking the protesters. And what song did you sing uh, when you were marching down the million dollar staircase? The big hit, Rich Man's House. Well, I went down to the rich man's house and I took back what he stole from me. Took it back, took back my dignity. You know, when you when you lead, you save your best for last. <laughs> and Rich Man's House, which is composed by the activist Anne Feeney. Took back my dignity. Took it back. Took back my humanity. Now he's under my feet. Under my feet. Under my feet. Under my feet. Well, that's wonderful. And one last question. Do you see any of this music going forward? I'm I'm sure you do. I mean, you know, so many people had learned these songs over the course of the six weeks here in Albany that people were leading above and beyond the song leaders, kicking off the songs. But I'm going to attempt in uh, Troy, I moved here in December, to start a song circles group here. I'm calling it Song Circles for earthlings. So if anyone out there has a place they would like to have me lead the song circle, you can stay in touch uh, on Facebook with Song Circles for Earthlings. Thank you, Sherry Bauer. And I have one more last request. Can you sing a little bit of the Occupy song that you do so well? Come listen, all you people. Come listen to my song. My heart is filled with trouble my heart is filled with trouble got trouble on my mind because what i see around me is getting worse all the time the balance of the world it seems is almost dead and gone the common bonds of decency are shattered one by one. The rich keep getting richer. 
of a few. Yet, like towering princes, we're at their beck and call. A dozen cars, a private jet, while our backs against the wall. They live their lives of fantasy, while some struggle just to eat. Instead of living as simply that we might simply be. Don't count on politicians to even up the score. Don't count on world leaders to manage anymore. Don't count on corporations to lend a helping hand. Help themselves enough, and now it's time to take a stand. Come listen, all you people, to what I have to say. I do not mean to bother you or trouble you today. I only mean to sing about a lost equality. Want any difference? It's up to you and me.